from KQED. Have you ever driven on a highway through miles of orchards? You know the way the empty rows stream past your window, like stripes on a green and brown zebra? I used to be obsessed with that when I was little. The stripes of bare land between the planted rows. The way they looked when the car was speeding past. I'm Sandhya Dirks, and you are listening to Cued Up. Tulare County is in California's Central Valley, and it is striped with orchards. But don't let the fact that this is California fool you. This isn't the liberal Bay Area. This isn't the home of environmentalists. Out here, environmentalism is a bad word. And if you're a farmer out here, you don't really criticize the status quo. That's not being a good neighbor. But what if you find out the status quo is putting your farm, your life's work, maybe even your health at risk? Here's KQED's Lauren Summer. I'm being driven through miles and miles of orchards, almonds and pistachios. These are these are oranges, uh-huh. That's what Bill Samarin grows. He's the one who's driving. When I visit him, the winter citrus is just ready to be harvested. We have a different type of crop on the uh, on the east side. In Tulare County, where Bill lives and farms, ag is a $7 billion industry. If you eat a grape or pistachio anywhere in the country, chances are it came from here. But ag isn't the only thing you see. Oil wells are dotted all around, the steel pump jacks bobbing up and down above the treetops. Yeah, well, from our house, we could look across, and it's probably about uh, three quarters of a mile. And I could see the, uh, the oil filled in the, uh, the machinery there and the, the tanks. Bill's in his 60s, kind of reserved, pretty average. He's showing me around in his truck, but we don't get out to walk around. He's a bit hesitant to talk with me, and he really doesn't seem to want other people to see us talking. Um, within this rural community, people know each other and do business. Because what Bill found out, and the alarms he raised, have already caused problems for him. If people here don't work in ag like Bill does, they work in oil. This is a place where people are proud to make the things everyone needs. So criticizing the way things are done and the people who make those things, it's just not something you really do. It doesn't set well with people around here. There's some kind of, you know, environmentalist, which isn't a, a very accepted thing to be around if you're a farmer out in this area. To be clear, Bill is not an environmentalist. He's not even really the type to start trouble. He just had some questions he couldn't ignore. It started when an oil company was looking to expand its drilling operation near his orchard. That wasn't too surprising, with oil being big business out here. But it was close to his land, so he started reading up on it, looking at documents. So when I looked into it further, I found out actually the biggest issue out here isn't the things that you see on top of the ground. Uh, the biggest issue out here is the, uh, the wastewater and how they're, how they're getting rid of it. You think of oil companies pumping up thick black oil, right? In California, that's not really what happens. What comes up from underground is an oily, watery mix, usually with salty water. And oil companies get way more water than oil. For every one barrel of oil, there are 19 barrels of water they have to deal with. So they have to get rid of it somehow. Uh, and, and in this area here, they, they pump it uh, into the ground. 
It sounds weird, right? Oil companies pump things out of the ground, not back into it. But once they get the oil, they still have to do something with all that excess water. To show me what that looks like, Bill turns onto a dirt road. Hang on. We see a pipe going into the ground with a gauge to monitor water pressure. That's an injector right over there, right next to those oil tanks right there. That injector? It's an injector well, and it's used to pump the excess water back underground. Generally, these wells go pretty deep, below the usable groundwater. Bill didn't know much about how all this worked. He decided to look up all the wastewater wells near his orchard to see where the water was going. And I was just stunned, stunned by how close it was to groundwater. That's the groundwater that Bill uses, the water he puts on his crops, along with a lot of other farmers. Uh, I just drilled a well here, and it's uh, down to seven, we drilled down to 740 feet, and the uh, injection wells in this area are injecting at similar depths. Bill started getting alarmed. That oil wastewater seemed awfully close to the groundwater he depends on. So he went to water regulators, and here's what he learned. Groundwater that's pretty clean is off limits for oil companies. They can't put their wastewater there. That made sense. Groundwater is used for drinking water, not just crops. But if groundwater has oil in it or is already pretty salty, then it's considered compromised, which means oil companies can get permission from the state to use it as a place to put their wastewater. The regulators gave Bill a map of all the land around his orchard okayed for wastewater disposal. I think we're both curious people. That's Bill's son, Alex. We all kind of, once, once the question's asked, kind of we want to see what the answer is. He just happens to work with maps for a living. So when his dad got the map of the land approved for wastewater disposal, he handed it over to Alex. I was able to plot the coordinates of the wells on top of that. Six out of the seven wells did fall within the allowable aquifer. Which meant those wastewater wells, they were where they were supposed to be, putting wastewater into compromised groundwater. But... One was completely outside of it. That well was putting wastewater somewhere it shouldn't be, into protected groundwater, which was supposed to be safeguarded. Oh, we were just stunned. We, <laughs> It was just... Uh kind of like, is this even possible that they could be taking wastewater and injecting it into drinking water? Can you, you know, imagine that that actually occurs in California in this day and age, you know? That well had a permit from the state. State oil regulators knew where it was. Clearly, someone had made a mistake, he thought, one that could potentially put his and his neighbors' livelihoods at risk. So even though speaking up wasn't something he wanted to do, he knew he had to. We will open the public hearing. Uh, the uh, appellant will have 15 minutes as well. Actually, I'm going to give him 17 minutes. She went two minutes In 2014, Tulare County was considering whether to allow the oil operation to expand. Bill made a bold move. He filed an appeal against it. Remember, ag and oil are supposed to get along. And here he was, raising a fuss. But he thought the county board of supervisors should know about the mistake that the state oil regulators had made and that maybe this oil field needed a closer look. You have the PowerPoint and uh, you also have a a letter from He put together uh, a report for the county and went over everything he and his son had found. Produced water associated with oil production can contain 
many constituents that may endanger the environment or the public health. After he finished, the meeting was opened up for comments. Bert Ellison, an oil regulator who just retired from the Division of Oil and Gas, stepped up to the microphone. Uh, Several claims were made by the report that was presented that are not true. Every one of those wells that are injecting have went through a rigorous review. As a matter of fact, I reviewed some of them back in 2008. The oil company responded too, submitting a statement that its wastewater didn't contaminate the groundwater. Because the wastewater that they're disposing of underground isn't very salty, so in their view, it couldn't have hurt the protected groundwater. After everyone spoke, the county supervisors made their decision. There's a lot of different regulatory agencies that are already examining these guys very thoroughly on a regular basis. Um, And and to me, to to try to um, prevent this and and consider things that aren't even on-site or at at issue with um, the uh, proposed additional wells, I think is is just crazy. Bill's um, appeal was denied. The oil company could expand their operation. Regulating groundwater was the state's job, the county supervisor said, not theirs. Please cast your vote. The vote is unanimous. Thank you. Bill couldn't believe it. He left pretty discouraged. Uh, I I didn't pursue any further uh, communications with anybody with it, unfortunately, and I left it to uh, other contacts uh, to do that. For instance, the uh, the state water board knew about it. We we formulated the map for them. Six months later, those state water regulators figured out that Bill had been right. The oil company had been pumping wastewater into protected groundwater, and they ordered the oil company to shut down the well that Bill had found. Despite all these regulatory agencies supposed to be keeping a close eye on things, it was a small farmer, a guy who doesn't usually speak up, who found the problem. What Bill didn't know was that this wasn't an isolated case. It was happening all over California. State regulators had mistakenly allowed oil companies to put billions of gallons of wastewater into groundwater that's supposed to be protected. There are thousands of wells spread all across the state um, that are potentially impacting clean drinking water. Brianna Mordick is with the Natural Resources Defense Council, an environmental group. She says she knows it's complicated, but here's how it's supposed to work. Groundwater that could be drinkable is automatically protected under the law. Then there are the places where oil companies are allowed to put their wastewater. That means state oil regulators have to know where groundwater is protected and where it isn't. But for decades, Mordick says oil regulators messed up those boundaries. It's just a pretty shocking state of affairs. I mean, just poor communication, poor record keeping. Um, It just, you know, it, it looks like a completely broken system. We understand that the public has concern about what's what's at stake with their drinking water. Teresa Schilling is a spokeswoman for the oil regulators, called the Division of Oil, Gas, and Geothermal Resources. We all know that we have a right to clean drinking water, and we, we have a right to expect that our government will take care of that for us. So why didn't that happen? 
Our records weren't solid. They were missing in many cases. In some cases, the groundwater maps were decades old with fuzzy boundaries. It's essential that we have accurate records. In other cases, the records regulators used to make decisions were mixed up three decades ago. State files were incorrect and didn't list protected groundwater as being protected. What regulators are doing now, Schilling says, is reviewing records for thousands of these wastewater injection wells, looking for mistakes. Almost 200 wells have been shut down to date. It's very hard to, as a government entity, to move fast. Six years after the problems emerged, the state is still sorting out the mess. This has been a top priority of the Department of Conservation, and we have worked night and day to try and meet these deadlines. But even if they clean up their records, there's still a larger question at stake here. For years, oil companies were allowed to pump wastewater into protected groundwater. So what has that done to the groundwater after all this time? State water regulators are looking at that, or at least they've started to. The testing that has been performed uh, has been um, minimal, I would say. John Borkovich of the State Water Resources Control Board says they're testing to see if wastewater is reaching drinking water wells, where people depend on groundwater for daily needs. It doesn't appear that there's any correlation with uh, injection activities and anything that we're finding in the water supply wells. In other words, he says no direct contamination has been found so far. But it's just a small snapshot of what's been going on out there. So we don't necessarily have good records of what the quality of that water would have been, you know, 20 years ago when they started doing this. That's Brianna Mordick with NRDC again. So trying to figure out whether their actions have impacted the water is really difficult at this point. She says, we know the state made mistakes. We just don't know how big those mistakes are. As for Bill, he's still in Tulare County, back to minding his business. That's the way people are out here. Most of his neighbors don't really seem to want to talk about that well he found. And they had kind of a sarcastic kind of a uh, response to it. Uh, actually, they'd go off and say, well, uh, I would hope that they'd put hundreds of more oil wells out here. You know, it's good for business, that sort of a thing. Still, he doesn't regret it, speaking up. Um, I, I just felt that, uh, uh, that people weren't telling the truth. And I knew that there's something wrong, and I still know there's something wrong. I just thought that it, it, it need, needed to be addressed. for bringing us his story. Lauren finished the story while very, very, very pregnant. Here's to a healthy and happy baby, Lauren. You're listening to Cued Up. I am Cynthia Dirks. Cued Up senior editor is Julia McAvoy. Its executive producers are Holly Kernan and Ethan Lindsay. Thank you so much for listening.